0: Welcome to the Reinspiring You Podcast, a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. My name is Jared Williams, and I am glad that you decided to join us today. May this podcast be a place for you to hear teachings, interviews, and stories that encourage you to rethink, regroup, and recharge. Now, here's today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Reinspiring You podcast, where we focus on relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Today we're going to be looking more at the renewing the spirit part of that. Specifically, we're looking at the Word of God. We are looking today at Psalm 19, verse 7. And we're and the theme for today is restoring the soul, which is fits right in there with that. So Psalm nineteen seven, very short little verse here. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And we're only going to be looking at the first part of this verse today. So the first part of that, breaking this down, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. What does that mean? So the law of the Lord can be simply defined as the word of God. Well, that makes sense. The Bible is the word of God. It is God breathed, it is inspired, it is living, it is active. These things we read about in Scripture, 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17 and Hebrews 4:12. But it can also be looked at the law of the Lord can also be viewed as the natural law, the, the created laws of nature. And when you look at the those created laws of nature, you're looking at things like gravity and, and things like that, things that are just part of the way things are, the weather, the, the way that weather patterns work, the way things can be predicted because they are consistent. They are laws of nature. That is science. It's interesting that many early scientists, some of the ones who are astronomers, purposely chose to research and to study the natural world around them because they wanted to learn more about God. They saw God as the creator. They saw God as the one who put these things in place, and they wanted to learn more about how God made those things. They didn't understand everything. They didn't understand how a lot of this stuff works. And were they completely right all of the time? Maybe, maybe not. But what they were observing is the, is the way that God made things and the way they were trying to understand how God made them and why they worked the way they did. And that inspired them to not only trust God more, through what they were seeing, but they also understood how God did things and how God worked. And so they could, they could grow closer to God through their study of science. And many times today we have rejected much of that, which is sad. We look at science strictly as something that's observable, as something as repeatable. We look at things very academically and we don't put the component on it that God made this and he made it in an organized, specific way. And yet, we see in Romans 1, it says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature, having been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so they are without excuse. People see nature. People see the things around them. How do you look at nature and say, well, God doesn't exist. It, to me, I have a hard time understanding that. To me, it makes it's more faith to believe that God doesn't exist than to say that he does because of what I see around me and the way that I see things happening, the way I see things are ordered and, and designed. It is very specific in that way. So we're looking at the law of the Lord, not just his written word, the Bible, but also through the natural laws of science, that the law of the Lord is perfect. Now, what does perfect mean? Why is that there? Well, perfect can, be, can mean that you have everything that you need, that everything is as it should be, that the law of the Lord is complete. It's not lacking in anything either. It is all there that is needed. It is also absolute. It is absolute in that everything that is in the Word of God is as it should be, but it is absolute. We live in a world of no absolutes. We like to say that, well, I, I can do whatever I want, that there are no absolutes, that nothing is put together, that it can be whatever I want it to be. And yet, Despite saying that there are no absolutes and living or attempting to live as though there are no absolutes, it's impossible to do that. You can say something and try to live that way, but you can't completely do that. You can't completely say, well, <laughs> I identify as being weightless. I want to be weightless. I, I am weightless. I do not have a weight. There's nothing that's holding me down. As you stand there on the ground and gravity holds you down. Well, you can say, well, I'll go to space where I can be weightless. Fine, but gravity still exists in space. That's how the moon stays together with the earth. That's how the earth stays together with the sun and doesn't go spinning off into the solar system. And then we all freeze. Gravity is one of those absolutes that ties into that law of nature, that natural world, that science that is an absolute. And the law of the Lord is an absolute, whether it is the natural law through something like gravity or through it's the word of God. And it's amazing to think through how that natural law works, not only in something like gravity, but even with plants with animals, you know, with plants, you're not going to convince me that an oak tree is a walnut. You can't do it. The leaves are different. The bark is different. The fruit is different. A tiny little fruit of an acorn on an oak tree versus a ginormous green smelly walnut that I have to pick up and I just hate picking up because they're smelly and they're nasty and all of that. You're not going to convince me of that because that is part of the natural law. That's part of the natural world. That is an absolute that God made. What else does Psalm 19 say after that? That the law of the Lord is perfect. It has everything it needs. It is complete. It is an absolute. And what does it do? It restores the soul. It restores. When you think of the word restore, I think of restore and I think of things like bringing something back or reinstating or something that needs to be repaired or something renovated. All these things are rest restorative in nature and you think of something that needs renovated or repaired that means that something has changed from its original form whether it was something that was done in its initial design and creation the way that it was made this this part or this building whatever it is a piece of something that needed to be created and it was done it was created perfectly it was created a set certain way and yet since then, has now become something else. It has changed. And it's probably not changed for the better. It has actually changed to something that is worse. Now, a building, let's say, may not have changed necessarily, but the initial purpose may have changed. The practicality of what was initially put in has changed, and so now it needs to be changed. The building needs to be renovated. It needs something else done to it so that it can be more functional. The idea that it needs to be brought back to something new. It needs to be made new. It needs to be brought back to something that is the most usable state. Now, what does it mean then, bearing that in mind, of restoring the soul, restoring our soul? Like, What What does that mean? Well, it tells me then if something needs to be restored in our soul, then there is something that's in us that has changed. There is something that has not changed for the better, but has changed for the worse. And by the way, that's also not evolution. Evolution says we change for the better. That doesn't work. We change for the worse. Things don't get better. You don't get a building and it suddenly gets clean. It always gets dirty. What has changed with us, what has actually changed with us, is that sin has entered the world, and sin has separated us from God. That sin that has separated us from God, you can see all the way back to the very beginning with Adam. In Romans 5.12, it says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. But here's the reality. Something has changed. We have sinned. Man has sinned. Man is messed up. If you don't think man has messed up, read the newspaper, because man is pretty messed up right now. I and mean, then we always have been. But how do we restore that? How does the law of the Lord restore the soul? How does that happen? When you read through Romans, you, a picture begins to develop. And you see that in Romans, this picture is that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And that God demonstrated his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, that Christ died for us. And that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, and that whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It is through salvation, it is through that renewing relationship with God that we are restored. Now, does that mean everything is going to be perfect? Everything is going to be happy in your life now that you're going to live happily ever after? No, that's, that's a fantasy. Happiness is just fleeting. It's here and gone. But what will change is joy. What will change is that now you're not going through the issues of life alone, that you have a relationship with Jesus that you can depend on, and you can talk to him through prayer. And prayer is not just close your eyes, bow your head, fold your hands. It's just communication. It's just talking. And when you're having communication, it means God is going to speak back with you. And he speaks back with you through his word, and also through His Holy Spirit. So if you're listening today, I would ask you to pray and ask God to touch your soul and restore it through a relationship with Jesus. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be anything special. Just a simple, God, I know I messed up. I need you. Help me. Help me to understand. I know that I'm a sinner, and I know that I need Jesus. And when you do that, then I would encourage you to connect with someone who already has a relationship with Jesus. I'm not telling you, you got to go to a church, although that's good too, but just connect with somebody who already has a relationship and tell them what you've done and ask them to help you. And they can connect you with a church from there. But it's that one-on-one relationship with somebody else that God can work and speak to you as well. And let us know. You can contact us through email or by contacting us through the Revitalizing You Facebook page. But let us know how you're doing. Let us know how God is helping you. Let us know how God is restoring you. Well, I guess that's about all the time I have for today. We'll hope to see you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Reinspiring You podcast. We are glad you took the time to invest in your life today. As always, make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. If you like what you've heard today, Feel free to drop us a note at rypodcast at protonmail.com. You can also connect with us via the Revitalizing You Facebook page. Please note, homeopathy does not treat an illness. It addresses the entire person and is a matter of the body caring for itself. If you need treated or diagnosed, we here at Revitalizing You believe that the advice of a professional physician is in order. If you would like more information about an online homeopathic class or personal consultation, visit the Revitalizing You website at revitalizingyou.square.site or connect with us on Facebook. The Reinspiring You podcast is a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Until next time, may you have reoccurring success and God bless.